We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man Andreas Hale. It is pro wrestling time this week. Feels like for the first time in forever, we're going to talk AEW, what's going on there. We'll touch on WWE, and we're no closer to knowing what the hell's going on for WrestleMania at all. I barely know what the hell's going on for the Elimination Chamber. Uh, so many things still up in the air. So many things to still figure out as the months and weeks at this point draw closer to Philadelphia. And we're going to blink and we're going to be there. So that's wild to think about that that's so close. But that's going to be really, really fun. Tons of pro wrestling to talk about. Though, I got to mention before we get there, follow us on Patreon. One hell of an episode this week. Shout out to my wife for being the calls valentine's day while the old man celebrated his birthday make sure you guys check out all our videos on there our special show each and every week thank you to corner club for showing support tons of people subscribing everyone having a ball over there on patreon make sure you guys check that out don't miss out on that but now we're talking wrestling and dre it's we're starting with AEW. okay they are building towards the pay-per-view Full gear. No, Revolution. Revolution. On March 3rd. And I feel like we're back to the same AW trope of I'm loving the main event build. Yeah. I'm loving one auxiliary build. And everything else is kind of like, yeah. And we know we're going to get a boss-like announcement on March 16th that they teased AEW Dynamite's obviously getting a new set, I guess. Tony Khan, and now you got an announcement all the time. So he announced the new set and all that stuff, and all that is great. But for this pay-per-view, it's top-heavy again. It's one auxiliary thing because he takes care of this. You know, he does pretty well with booking one other match, and then the rest just the storyline's not carrying the rest of the stuff. It's just going to be a bunch of random matches which are going to be great because it's AEW. Yeah. But it's a bunch of random matches. I mean, look, man, the main event build has been tremendous. Uh, Swerve, I, know you, I know you think so. Swerve has been on fire. Yes. Swerve has been on absolute fire. The Black History Month conversation last week. Um, Hangman's been great. Samoa Joe being in the middle of all this. 
which leads me to believe I, I just feel like Samoa Joe's going to retain. Right? Like the promo he cut this week. He's just, he's just so classic Joe. I told you, this guy is, is good. He's a good champion guy. Um, on the other side, the, the EVPs, the Bucks, have yeah. been playing the hell out of their little role. Um, the outfits bother me, but they're supposed to. They're supposed to. These, these guys are king douchebag right yep. now, right? And building for Sting to probably walk out on top. I mean, they're so douchebag. They don't need the win. They Usually Sting would go out on the shield. But I don't know. That's why I don't know. This isn't like WWE brain here. Like Sting and Darby could win, like retain win, yeah. retain these tag titles, and you know walk off in the sunset. Or the Bucks could win and go on a tremendous heel run as the tag team to beat, and we can bring order back to the tag team division of AEW. Please. The Bucks at the top make the division better. It's just the way it is. Other than that, you're right. Um, Those are the two things they build really well. Uh, injuries to the women's division. So I, I get it. It slowed some things down. I mean, um, look, Tony Storm versus Deanna Parazzo is a good match. That's funny. Tony Storm can do no wrong. No, she can't. And I think, I think Deanna has been great in her, in her short arrival here. Um, you know, see, you touched on my problem. What? It's always the same mistakes with them. I mean, you had to put her in. You signed someone? Yeah, but you had to with Deanna. You have to. It, it's, she's... They don't have small signings, so you could say that with every signing, in which that's what they do with every signing, is you come in, you challenge for a title, you lose, and yeah. then you start working your way up. Well, you know, the, the problem with AEW's women's division is, like, once you're out of that title picture, like, you got to keep the momentum. Yeah. And they, they haven't really figured that part out yet. So but, Ray ain't never get back to the title. It's yeah. been eight months. But the, the story between Tony and Deanna is great. Tony's been phenomenal. Um I think that's great. And I'm not, I'm not really mad at Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong. I'm not mad at this. I think it's going to be a really good match. Like, Rod, Roderick Strong is a very underrated wrestler. Like, very. And Cassidy's been on fire. This is going to be a, a really good pay-per-view. Kingston versus Danielson. Does Kingston find, get one over and retain those titles? Or Danielson gets hands on him? We all know Danielson doesn't care to win. No. He just likes to work. Yeah. And Kingston takes these things. Like, he, all the stuff he takes to heart. Actually, this is a good pay-per-view. We also got Osprey and Takeshita. Yeah, but that didn't really have a build until this week. They're just like, yo, this is happening. And Don Callis any... was just like, yo, he's fighting Osprey. And like, nobody okay. cares, right? Like, I don't think anybody goes in this match like, we needed a build. It's just Osprey's arriving. Like, that's, yeah. that's all we care about. So, all that being said, I feel like Revolution is going to be, I mean, it's, it's going, going to, be. to be a good paper. Yeah. Because they're good matches. Yeah, I, I think. It's just, do you set people up to be successful afterwards? Do you make me care about them going into it? In which you made me care about two things. And I'm not sure where you set people up to go afterwards. Because to Kessler, can he lose right now? Like, does Osprey lose his? It's going to be a great match. It's just a weird pairing. If Takesha does lose, how do you spin it? What are you setting him up for? I don't or know. are you, like, he just ran through Kenny Omega. He's run through a bunch of talent. He looks like a million bucks. Do you now just use all the momentum and feed him to Osprey? So, Osprey looks like the threat that he is, and he's a million bucks coming in. Or do you have to catch or beat Osprey, shock everyone, and then now he's riding a high, and Osprey has to build from the ground up in your company, which would be the smarter thing to do um, right away. But I, it's it's tough. It's going to be a good match. It's just, do you set people up correctly to make them a threat going forward and do what's best for them? Wins and losses matter again. Yeah. There's like a structure. They got, they got their rankings back. Yeah. So like Edge is challenging for the title, which should be on this. 
It should be. They haven't announced it yet. No, it was a, the match this week ended in DQ. That's right. Yeah. So it looks like, and he got beat the hell up again. Like him and Christian probably got to have a weird ass stipulation. Yeah, somebody got to die match. Yeah, because like you got to keep the crew out, yeah. or you got to let the whole crew in, and that just does a madman beats the shit out of everyone. There might be fire or something. Who knows? Yeah, I don't like like some brood callback type shit, like an inferno match. Where Could be. Flames everywhere and keeps everyone out. So that's, that match will be added to the card, I'm sure. Like, again, Daniel and Kingston, that is a good story. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, it's the first showcase for this Continental Crown Championship. Yeah, and I think Kingston, I mean, we'll do our predictions next week, but I think Kingston will retain and Daniel's going to have to shake his hand. Something's going on with the Blackpool Combat Club, right? They've been beefing with CMLL. Yeah. Like, the four of them are going down there. Yeah. And one hell of a match. CML. So it's like they they played this tweener role for a while, and Kingston. I don't. I'm trying. I don't know what the next step for Kingston is. It feels like he'll hold on this title for a while, but at some point they got to put him in the title. Like the idea of him working Samoa Joe for the title is like fun. Joe's not going to have the title that long, but yeah, that that would been great. I I I wonder because you can't keep the belt off Swerve for oh but so long. Because if you do, you're going to lose all momentum. He's not. I, I'm not. They might pull guy. the trigger on him. Like it's, it is. They're in a good spot with Swerve because, in a triple threat, he doesn't have to get pinned to lose. Yeah. Right. And if he does lose, you don't have to throw him right back in there with Joe. Like I don't know. I don't know what kind of match you could have with Hangman again on TV or whatever. You can bide your time. Yes. You. It feels like you have to put the title. Or on you Swerve. can pin Hangman and Joe's just pissed. And- yeah. Like you can go that route. I don't think they're getting that title off of Joe this soon. Although, if it won't be Hangman, we know that. No, we we know Hangman's a good catalyst here. Yeah, we know that Hangman won't win this this match. He doesn't need to. Probably eating the pin by somebody or a submission. We know that Tony Khan understands history and he hears people, and he's very aware how overswerve is. Yeah. So it's like, do you do it now or do you do it later? So you got to figure out when. And you don't really want to get the title off of Joe because he's a good champ. And the question then becomes, if, if Swerve does win as the champ, like, what's the, what's the path? You got to set him up to have a good title. It's good Lord. Swerve versus Osprey's on the table. Yep. Swerve versus Omega when he comes back is on the table. Like, there's so much on the table. They used to have the lingering MJF whenever he comes back. Yep. So there's a lot that they can do. I, I feel like this pay-per-view is, is set up very well that – Outside of Hangman losing, anybody can win these matches. Takeshi could beat Osprey. Don Callis could turn on Osprey. Who knows? Roger Strong could beat Orange Cassidy. Could be like that. That could very well happen. Um, these every and FTR doesn't have a match yet. No, it was uh, Dax in the main event versus Mox. Yeah. Good match. I mean, there's, there's a number of ways they can go. I feel like it's a good. This will be a good, I think, there will be at least one match on this card that we'll be talking about at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Osprey to catch is a pretty good dice. It is, it is. But it might not even be, like, it could end up being Danielson in, in uh, Kingston. Yeah, I mean, but they would just beat the hell out of each other. That's like no frills. That's, that's that. your, yeah, that's, what, that's right, up your, up. right up your alley. And right now the card sits at six matches. Like, It'll again, end up being like nine. Edge will be like seven. 
It'll be like nine. There's no women's matches on there yet, so. Besides from Tony Storm and Deion. Yeah, it's not official, but it will be, so that's like eight. Um, I don't know what other women's matches. Soraya's in the thing where they're still breaking up um, yeah. in that, but I'm not sure that's a pay-per-view match. Then it might be a buy-in match, even though they don't need to do the buy-in anymore. Yeah. The, the Willow program and all that shit is hilarious. Stokely's incredible <laughs> cheating to help her win this week. Yeah, he's so, great. Um, so Stoke is on TV and crushing it. They they just have a lot of moving pieces. And then also the fan base is awaiting what's pretty much confirmed as Mercedes Monet and then Okada. So it's two huge pieces. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're both going to be a big business. I, it, I, I think they'll do what they did with Adam Cole and Danielson. They'll do Okada. This is big business. It's the Rainmaker Maker, yeah. and Money Monet coming out. That, look, some, you know, I've seen Bishop say it's not going to move the needle. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means anymore. I don't know either. When people say stuff like that, like, AEW has already overachieved to a lot of people and a lot of people just preying on their downfall. Are they, are they not supposed to sign Okada and Mercedes Monet? Got to sign them. You know, the key is, is just, my biggest thing, and when we had our like back and forth and everything, like you have to sign them. Yes, but Mercedes, it's fresh, but you have to book the entire division better. Yes, to make sure it's continual success for her, and you just can't throw her in and ask her to fix the whole thing and make her your champion. And can't just when there's nothing else to build off of there. They're doing a great job with Tony and some of the other characters, and that has to continue. And then on the men's side with Okada, I don't want to just see, like, this is New Japan 2.0. Because you, WWE does that shit sometimes, but nobody in the crowd has seen this. Right. So, like, some people will be like, this is a big deal. And then they'll fuck it up because Vince fucked up a lot of stuff. But even the build when Knock won Royal Rumble, it was like AJ Styles, like, people knew it was big. But so much of the audience didn't know shit about that. And they had a chance to really build it out. But you don't just book it like it was their Wrestle Kingdom feud. Like, don't bring Okada over and it just feels like it's a permanent forbidden door. Make him feel different. Make him feel special. A lot of the times, they just allow people to come in and whatever you are, when you come in, that's just what you are. And then we just want good matches. Like, no, do something a little different. Expand on the character that they have already. Make the feuds better. Bigger and more dynamic. Do what an American television weekly promotion can do. Because New Japan is great, but we tune in for the tournaments and the big pay-per-view events. Right. They don't have the luxury, at least on our end, and we don't know shit, about the week-to-week builds or every Like, that's not something we've had. Show what he can do week-to-week. Build out these stories. Christian Cage and... Adam Copeland is a great example of this. It's like we know that they're friends and we know that they were going to feud, but you're building out a story even bigger than that. Whether it's a little lost in the sauce now, you, you brought it back. Now I care again. Now it's cool again. Build that shit out. And I, I just need to see that. I just don't want to see like, well, it's Okada. Well, it's Osprey. They're going to wrestle. You know what this means? Or it's Okada. Kenny Omega's back. They're going to wrestle. They had these few. All right, but, like, let's build on something. Let's make it different. So I, I just hope that 
they do something like that for Okada, where it's like, all right, let's just build on the Rainmaker that we know. Yeah, there's, it'll be interesting to see how they book Okada because he's the ace. Yep. He's always at the top of the card. So how does he factor into where Joe and Swerve and Hangman and Moxley and Danielson, like, he, he slides right into this, but where exactly is he a heel? Is he a baby? Yeah. He doesn't have a Gato, so who's going to be there with it? There's a lot of things I'm very curious about how they handle you, you got to bring back the dope robes with the money coming down, like the Rainmaker gimmick on a week-to-week basis. I'm very curious how they handle him because he'll feel like a big deal, but then there's no way he can wrestle in the middle of the card. He, he's the ace. Yeah. And now it's, it's, I'm, maybe that's the story. It's like, I'm coming here to be a somewhere else. But what is that narrative? and What does that chase look like to get the gold? And what is, he, like, what is he going to go through? Is he going to immediately beef with Danielson again, or is he go a different direction? I don't know. I'm intrigued, but yeah, somebody asked me, it was like, when do you think Okada's coming out? It was like the same day as Mercedes Monet. Like, it, the money is right there. It's, I think he could make his debut at this pay-per-view. He could. And they want to break it up a little bit, but. Nah, just, I mean, you, you're making. money in the, yeah, it's, in the logo. So the one thing I will say that AEW has been good at is like, if everybody knows, fuck it, we're just going to lean all yeah. the way into it. They're going to pop a rating now. Yeah. Because it's boss town, like everyone wants to see Mercedes. But then the S's in it is like Rainmaker money. Like it's yeah, it's like they don't two S's. They don't try to treat people like they're dumb. No. Like when Punk was coming, it was the worst kept secret in the pro wrestling. And they were just like, dude, Darby teased it in the promo. Like everybody was like, we know he's coming. And that's how you pop a rating. They, they'll do the same thing. here. And however, it's, it's just how it happens. Yep. And you just got to keep it. Keep it going. Keep the momentum yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Keep it rolling. And I, I think this is a unique time every year for AEW because this is kind of like their Survivor Series time. Like, yeah. This is where it's like, all right, we'll have a champion. Not saying Joe is a transitional champion, but it's just like we'll have a champion that maybe we wouldn't have in the home stretch over right. the summer. But someone who can carry us and is great and everything and people love it. And then it's like, okay, we're getting into our main stories. So this pay-per-view kicks off and then you have to build to double or nothing. Now Forbidden Door. Now then what ends up being Wembley and uh, all in, so all out, all in, and then kind of wraps up again around that New York full gear, show. all that stuff. Yeah, 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 and Arthur Ashe, full gear. And then you go this lull again. So they're waking up out of the lull. They're going to make some big debuts, and, and Double Nothing's going to be huge because it's probably the first pay-per-view event for Okada and Mercedes. Oh, yeah. It's right after WrestleMania, a month later. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So it's it's going to be big, and it's going to feel big, and you might have a new champion or maybe a swerve is chasing. So this is that pay-per-view that really jump-starts everything again. And I, I feel like they have a good opportunity. here. Just the match is going to be great. Just make the storylines matter and keep going, and I think it'll be fine. And then, again, we'll give our pre- official prediction next week when the whole card is out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And then WWE wise, you know what we want to talk about. Yeah, well. It's uh, more confusing than ever, which I guess is a good thing because sometimes it's just blatantly obvious. Oh, it's a, it's a great thing. Like, I think, all right. So, obviously, those of you, I was at the press conference. Um, Trey was everywhere. They, yo, that day I was everywhere. Uh, that was a lot. That was a lot. Did Radio Row, Super Bowl, press conference, flight. Um, so I'm trying to think what I can say. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Like I, um, you can say what was shown on television. I can, but I, I, I want to put some color into it too. So that press conference was, that crowd was hot. Yeah. Like I got there like maybe 20 minutes before it started and, they, you know, a lot of media was there. Super Bowl week, but they had a lot of people there, just like Sean Ross Sapp was in town. And everybody was leaving, like, the next day. They came for this press conference. It was that big. On a Super Bowl week. On a Super Bowl week. In and out. And, you know, the conversation was dominated by, what do you think is going to happen? They, everybody said the same thing. They can't do that. They can't do this. Can they really push Cody out? Oh, I don't like how they handled that. The press conference happens. Obviously, everybody knows the Rock and Roman basically leave together. Rock slaps Cody. Uh, and everybody's like, what the fuck did we figure out? Slap the hell out of Cody. So here's what I can say. So after it ends, I go backstage with a few other people. We did interviews on the red carpet. I talked to Seth. I talked to Bianca. I talked to Rhea. I talked to Jade, who was there, but they never showed at the press conference. Um, God, who else I talked to? A few other people. And Paul Heyman was walking. So I'm standing there. So, obviously, Biggie's on the panel with Punk. And yeah. Back and forth. He's Punk not, was great. He's he not was back funny. there. Like, he's not back there yet. I, he's doing something else. We end up all going, me, E, and Rhea go to the fight together. But this is later. So we're backstage, and I'm doing interviews on the red carpet. And, you know... You can tell when people are in character when they're out of character. The weirdest thing about pro wrestling media is, like, people try to figure out when to – how do you ask a question to somebody, like, are they in character and out yeah. of character? The one thing I will say is this. I saw McAfee. I saw Michael Cole. 
I'm standing there. And everybody's like, what the fuck is happening? Nobody knows. Like, none of the talent know what's happening. And I think it's the best thing for the industry. They weren't faking it. They were talking amongst themselves. And it was like, the fuck just happened? Because Cody, Rock, uh, Roman, and Cody, Rock, Roman, Seth. Seth was made available to us. And we couldn't really tell if Seth was really in character or not. Because, uh, you know, I was like, Seth, what's the main event? He was like, dude, I don't know. He's like, I have no idea what's going on. And he said it with such an honesty that I was like, yeah, I don't think he knows actually what's going on. And I talked to Bianca about, you know, like not knowing your WrestleMania plans. This is the first year where she's like, <clears throat> I'm not champion, so I really don't know what I'm doing, right? And I'm like, you don't? And she's like, I have no idea. Like, we just go week to week, and we're waiting to find out what we're doing. Everybody's like, I have no idea what that main event looks like. And I was like, for, and we see Heyman walking by. Heyman just looks at this. He's like, shrugs his shoulders. And he goes back. Heyman probably knows. Yeah. Right? Cody probably knows. Rock and Roman probably know. But the fact that the talent doesn't know, like, everything E said on that panel and Punk said on that panel was genuine because they, the hip. they had no idea what was going on. What I will say, and this ain't pulling the curtain back too much, E didn't know what he was doing until he landed in Vegas. He called me and told me he was coming to town. He said there's supposed to be a press conference. I said, what are you doing? He said, I don't know. When he lands, he's like, apparently I'm hosting this panel with Punk. And I'm like, does Punk know anything? He's like, we don't know shit. <laughs> so we're like, there's nobody in Gorilla in our ear. We are legitimately reacting to what we see. So everything Punk said, some people are like, he's playing the heel. No, he was just being him because he had no idea what was going on. So the idea that we got about... We had seven weeks. Yeah. And nobody knows what's happening. It sounds like a, a, in a good way, right? It like is Like that good. everyone kind of trusts that like the right thing's going to end up happening or they'll pivot and like there's a, a rhyme and reason to everything. But for the traumatized fans of the WWE. Oh, you're waiting for the, the, for the could, shoes to drop. Yeah. Not, not even at the end. It seems like in the process, a little bit Vince-ish of like, are we just writing the storylines and ripping shit up week to week, like in the back? That's scary. Yeah, we don't know. Like we, <laughs> we legitimately don't know. Here's, here's what's good about this. It, if you announce the main event yeah. now. They have. Well, they have, but they haven't. Night two main event is announced. What I'm saying is we're still not sure. There's a lot of us that are like, well, Rock's got to do something, right? He yes. can't not do anything. So we're still not sure exactly what's happening. We don't know what's happening to end night one, to begin night two, to what's in the middle, to end but night two. We're not. It is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Undisputed Title. But we don't know what kind of match it is. We don't no. know how. If like we don't know. So what I'm saying you know is that belt's on the line. We do. That's one. We know Roman's headline. We but we knew that already. Yeah, but we don't know if he got to go two nights. We have no idea. The reason why this is good is if you announce your main event now and like make it very clear, it's Rody versus Rody, Cody versus Roman Rody. for the title. Why there's really no reason to watch every week, right? Because it's very difficult to keep that momentum every week. Yeah. But now you have this volatile factor of the rock that makes people go, what the fuck is happening? So you gotta watch Raw. And they're keeping Roman and Cody away from each yeah. other. The Rock is now played is playing into this buffer role. And you had this whole bloodline story and the royal family. 
Cody's dealing with Drew McIntyre. It makes good week-to-week television. I don't know what's going on. And I've, and this is one of how Sami Zayn is like the epitome of an underdog now, and he's a little bit mixed into it. Was very, it. I didn't like Sami lost to, to Randy as clean as he did in the Elimination Chamber. He's lost three times. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't have a... They're building it up to... But he's not an Elimination Chamber. The winner of Elimination Chamber is working Seth. Yeah, the women have a consolation match, like the last spot. Well, yes, because Shotzi got hurt. Yeah. Um, And, like, Alba Fire is, like, in the consolation match or something. Whatever. But I'm wondering (laughs) if the men's match may have a spot because Sammy's losing a lot for a reason. It ha- Dude, it has to be, but it's just, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the chamber and I'm going, I don't even know who's going to win this. Lastly, because everybody's like Elliot Knight. And I'm like, nah, I don't see Elliot Knight working Seth Rollins for the no. time. And then there's, what else is there? Drew. Drew. And, and there's Randy. Yeah. Those are the four. So far. And it feels, and then there's Kevin Owens who's, I think he works. Who's he wrestling on Saturday? Because he's no, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Logan Paul and Kevin Owens says Logan Paul's working the Miz. Kevin Owens is working. I don't remember. Um, it ain't somebody obvious either. Because Ivar, we all knew he wasn't going to make it. No, <laughs> like we saw his name on the thing. He's like, nope, Miz too. As soon as I saw him, and I was like, who's he working? Logan Paul. All right, so Logan Paul's going to be in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, it's which I mean, that's a pretty big name. It no. It, like, if Randy Orton was wrestling Seth Rollins, would anybody complain? No. No. But is that a main event for night one? Somebody pitched this very interesting idea to me. And I was like, that's batshit crazy. But the crowd can get behind it. What if Damian Priest cashes in and beats Seth Rollins? And somehow, our truth ends up working Damian Priest at WrestleMania for the title. Can you imagine? I'm not mad. But no. It's not going to happen. No. And I understand because truth is over. Can you imagine him wrestling for the main title? It would be ridiculous. It He'd would have to win. It would be like Zack Ryder when he won He'd the U.S. title and then he drops it the yeah. next night. I think that's going to be a WrestleMania match. I, yeah, I think truth is going to wrestle Damian Priest. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty confident. In that. As just a match. Yeah. But there's, there's so much that's up in the air. The only other match that I feel like is going to happen, I feel like they have to do Rhea versus Becky. Yeah. I feel like they have to. I feel like that's the natural progression of that. Mommy versus the man. I feel like the story writes itself. Um, and I talked to both of them at the thing, and I knew they were you know kind of in character. Rhea Ripley's a fucking tremendous interview, by the way. Like, she knows how to turn it on. Like, that girl, is, she's got it. Yeah, so far, Drew, Randy, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight are Combatants, they're not telling me who the last two matches are. No, I know Logan versus Miz is one of them. If, like, WrestleMania feels very up in the air, it seems like we're going Jey Uso versus Gunther, maybe at Elimination Chamber. It's not a WrestleMania match to me. No. Somehow you got to get Jay and Jimmy. That's, I feel like if you do those two at Elimination Chamber and Jimmy costs Jay and Jay gets really close, yeah. then you have your WrestleMania match between those two. Agreed. 
And we have to call Rikishi because he's got to be. <laughs> I don't know how you don't do this match with their dad involved. Yeah. And I don't know how you do all this with Roman, Rock, Solo don't have a match. Jimmy, Jay, Rikishi. Like, they're going to dominate WrestleMania. Yeah. The, the, the bloodline is going to dominate. Solo's going to do a run and he don't need a match. Nah, some old, he and then do something. We have <sighs> Judgment Day versus British Strong Style coming up for the tag team champions, Chimps in Perth, where... <laughs> That's where our truth got to fuck it up for the judges. Yeah, you feel like he has you got to take the belt off of them. Yes. And you want the belts. Maybe that's where, like, one half of the belts, that's where you split them. Where they win, and, but you have the other set of belts I don't, up for grabs at Mania. I don't trust any of this belt splitting shit. I don't even care. I'm just glad that Or Pete, you got to unify the belts. I'm just glad Pete Dunne got his name back. Me too. That like it's I, I feel him and you know him and Big Strong Boy kicking it together DIY like <laughs> DX like what the truth hell? is hilarious it, he's it's nuts WWE is on a a nice little run going into WrestleMania we don't know shit six weeks away don't know a thing and, and but this is again this is a time where I'm like I'm okay with not knowing because we unless they just somehow don't give us Roman versus Cody like what I that's the only thing they could really fuck Match up is locked in. Yeah, it's 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 happening. Yes, just how's it happening? It's just, and I feel bad for Seth. Not really, because Seth and this motherfucker wrestle, so he don't care. Yeah, but now it becomes there's so many options of okay, he's rehabbing his knee, he's gonna be ready, but if you do the title match on night one. Which like, match? excuse me, a tag match on night one. So you do Cody and Seth versus Roman and Rock, night one, tag match. Then you say the two titles are going to be on night two. You could do that. So Seth then defends his title against the winner of Elimination Chamber and could get cashed in by, <laughs> by Priest. Like, on, to begin night one, hot. Because he just wrestled the night before. He's already on a bum leg. He could lose the belt the next day. He got a built-in excuse. Sure. And then however shit plays out with The Rock and everything, now you have Cody and everyone has to eliminate everyone, you know, beat the shit out of everyone. And then, you know, if Jay handles Jimmy, he's out for the next night. Solo gets banged up during the tag match. He's out. And then now Cody is there with, with Roman to close the show. So it, to me, looking six weeks out, that's the most logical way to do it. Seth still gets his main event that's gone because Punk got hurt. But now he has a big main event in this tag match between those two. And it leaves both of them a banged up set to defend his title next night, lose his belt, and Cody to fight Roman one-on-one. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't care. Like, I'm just like, if it happens, it happens. Rock got to do something. I, man got to be in a match. The best thing that's come out of all of this is everybody forgot, not even forgot, they have been able to hide Seth. He hasn't had to do anything. No. But he's remained front and center. Promo was great. Him and Cody. Yeah, like, he's remained front and center, even with the injury, without Punk. They've managed to keep him in the spotlight. So people are like, all right, we're still interested. Right? So they, they, they've they got a nice thing going. Um, WrestleMania in Philly, like that, the promo with The Rock and Roman together. I just want to know for the next few weeks, how is this relationship going to be? When, because it's got to be tension. It feels very weird that they're just cool. Yeah. Like, 
that felt like a writer's room pivot. Yeah. Right? They were like, ooh, the crowd don't like this. All right. Let's lean into this bloodline. Me personally, <clears throat> no inside info. And I asked everybody. I was like, when did y'all book this press conference? And it's like, you know we can't tell you that on Twitter. Like, when did y'all book? Because they was like, if we tell you, it'll tell you kind of everything that's been going on. Right? Which I personally feel like they booked that shit. After, the, after that shit started blowing up, they was like, we got to do something. Yeah. That's how fly. I feel. Yeah, like I feel like they took advantage of the opportunity because I was like, you know, you guys should do a press conference at Super Bowl week every year for WrestleMania. You should do it every year because this was big. Yep. Like this, one of the most streamed things they've ever had. Like obviously The Rock being a part of it is huge. Oh. The Rock saying Cody Crybabies on McAfee's show was, was tremendous. And I, I immediately asked the merch team, I was like, where's the shirts? Yeah. You got it. Has happened. Like those got to come. Yeah. But – I feel like that the Rock Roman thing, the stare down, and then they reacted, and Hunter and the crew, and I'm sure they had a conversation with Ari Emanuel and TK. It was like, look, we know you want the Rock to be the main event against Roman, but the fans don't like this. Yep. So we got to figure out how to make this work. And doing the Bloodline story was smart. It was just very weird to see them walking up together. You got six weeks to make it rub Roman the wrong way. Or, or rock. One of those two are going to not like how it's being played out. Roman has to be the guy because rock is overshadowing. Yeah. And rock gets in Tripp's face and it's my day above. And Roman's looking like his solo. And Roman has be. to be like, sooner or later, Roman has to remind him, I'm the head of the table. Yeah, and I'll beat your ass, old man. Yeah, and if you have a tag match, again, Roman doesn't have to lose during a tag match. Honestly, Rock could take a pin. Roman could just, like, you go through a whole match, and Roman could just walk the fuck off. It's a lot of things you could do. And Rock, leave Rock in the ring and abandon the Rock and just say, I'm the head of the table. And you build something towards the future, and you still have Rock and Roman if you ever want to do it again. There's a lot of directions they could go. They're in a good, they've managed to find themselves in a good spot when it looked like it was a really shitty spot. Yeah. You got to thank the fans. More often than not, the fans will guide you in WrestleMania season to some really good shit. Yeah. If you want to listen. Vince used to have a hard time with that shit. Yeah, but he, he, for what it's worth, he let the fans guide WrestleMania. Yeah. He let the fans guide Kofi Mania. Wait, I mean, shit, he kind of had to. Uh, <laughs> like, he and really it took them a lot for him to let them do that. You know, like, but this is another thing where it's like, okay, the fans will guide us to what it is. And even the, the Ronda main event where by hell I want, they wanted Ronda to be a babyface so damn bad in that. And they kind of just wanted it to be Ronda and Charlotte. And then it was just like, all right, Charlotte's the heel, Ronda's. And Becky was just red hot. Yeah. And the man and the bloody nose and, there, and, there, and the crowd demanded and they shoehorned her in there and she was a babyface. Ronda had to turn into a tweener and Charlotte played the full on here. And they had to pivot. So the crowd will always lean you into what's best. Just got to listen. One other thing uh, before we get out of here. I think we can get to talk about uh, Mellow turning on Trick. Well, that Trick. Uh, Mellow's so good. Sean's just playing the hits in NXT. He really is. Yeah. Mellow came through with the black leather jacket and everything else. Super barbershop window-ish. Yeah. Watching that. What the hell was it? Same. What was it? What was the name of the pay per view? 
Or the PLE? Vengeance State. Vengeance State. There you go. So, yeah. Melo saves Trick from the spear. And it feels like, yo, how Braun is going up, right? Like, yeah. they, he, he shows up on SmackDown. He gets interrupted. Like, he's going up. Like, they got it right with Braun. They're doing this at the right time. And then we get to the Dragon Off Trick match, which is way better than I thought it would be. I was like, God damn. Like, Dragon Off is getting good. He is, but Dragunov is really good. Yeah. He's just really, really good at this. Then it ends, and I'm like, all right, where's the turn coming? Right? Hit you with the watermark. <laughs> I was like, here it comes. As soon as I saw the watermark and, and Melo was still talking to Trick, I was like, all right, cool. And he turned on him. And I was like, this was pretty obvious. Sometimes you just got to go with the most obvious thing. Yeah. But when Melo shows up on NXT on Tuesday with a leather jacket and that crowd, Fuck you, Melo. And they had to mute that shit. Yeah, had to mute it the whole time. And then he's like, I'll just come back later. I was like, that's the best version of, of Carmelo Hayes. Way better here. Like, their match on WrestleMania weekend is going to tear the place down. Yeah. And playing Trick's music. Trick not coming out. Dude. Crushing the crowd. They have, they have worked their way into... NXT, is like, it's, it's watchable. Really good. It, they, they're like, there's really good. I still the jokes it. about Sean finding all the hottest women in the world to work at XT. Yo, they got one, the one chick's on World Star. Like, they got Jada Parker, boy. Yeah, made World Star and like TMZ. Like, who is this? Yeah. You need to start watching wrestling. They, I mean, they they have done really well with NXT from where it was to where it is now. And this Carmelo Trick match, which won't be for a title. Like, I don't know what the title match is going to be. I don't know, but this is this is much like Gargano. Versus Champa, yeah, where it wasn't the main, it, it, fight, it wasn't matter. a title, didn't didn't even matter. It like these, that's what that pay per view was for. They've done a tremendous job with these two. Like, like I said last year, is one of the best stories they had last year. Mm-hmm. And as much as it seemed like it was very obvious, Carmelo's gonna. It was so obvious that some people were like maybe he's not gonna turn on. It's almost too <laughs> obvious. And then he does it. And I was like, all right, I get it. The roles have reversed. Trick is the ultra white meat baby face. Carmelo's the super heel. They got something. They really got something with those two. I enjoyed it. I, NXT's doing it, wrestling's in a good place. It's just across the board. Like there's something for everybody. No, it really definitely. Is. I mean, the other person for NXT before we get Oba Femi. This guy's a monster. He just throwing food. Like he just nuked Dragon Lee the first time. Amazing presentation. He's, he's just. Like, and I, I was like, man, I was like, dude, are they going to have him drop the title immediately? And I was like, no, he's going to he's going to retain. And I was just like the big monster dude. He said, send me your best, but don't send me anyone you want back. That's crazy. And I was just like, what? Bars. That's like this guy. I was like, I'm so Apollo Crews is the homie. Dope. This is what they wanted him to be. Yeah. Like, this is, this is believe. I was like, oh, that's. That's a bar. Like, he's a big-ass dude. He's athletic, D1 athlete, all this. He's cutting promos. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're getting busy down there. And he, I mean, he ain't saying a lot. He's just saying shit that means something. So, a lot they, of people say a lot of shit that don't mean nothing. Yeah, like, it's, it's just rambling. very to the point. Like, again, NXT is just, they got, they've got that thing figured out. They, they're, they're balancing, like, the young talent and with the, the older talent. Baron Corbin's still there. Having one hell of a run. Like, I figure, I feel like <clears throat> Baron wolf, Corbin. The wolf dogs? Yeah. <laughs> I 
feel like they're having the time of their lives right now because Corbin doesn't have to. They just go home and barbecue and show up at fucking full sale. Like he doesn't have to go on the road. No. Even though NXT is getting ready to go back on the road, but Corbin's doing living the life right now. Just chilling, they, man. They, they barbecue have, Corbin, like I always say, babyface. Yeah, babyface with the steaks, with the meat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all that being said, as we head towards WrestleMania season, things are looking on the up and up. AEW heading into a revolution. They look good. I have this no next complaints. month and a half is about to be really, really fun. Yeah, it is. March March is going to be a good month of wrestling heading into Mania April's, was it 6th and 7th WrestleMania weekend? Yep. And we're going to be out there acting a fool. Yeah. Someone tell me I have to wear the crop top, so I'm bringing it. No, don't bring that shit. I'm up. bringing it to Mania. I might have to get a new color, you know. Right. Make it fly, break Just, it, just break tell me what day joint. so I won't be there. <laughs> the custom joint. Don't let me get some patches on there. You're doing, Ooh, I'm doing the most. Uh, we appreciate you all. Thank you, everyone. Like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Follow us on the socials as well. Thank you, everyone who subscribes to Patreon already. The Corner Podcast over there on Patreon. If you don't, you're missing out. Make sure you guys check that out. Fun episodes all the time. You'll see me full crappie this week on the Patreon. We appreciate you all for myself, for the old man, Andreas Hale. Looking certainly. Till next time, we're out. Peace. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.